The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Babakama has been generously sponsored in our Dafyumi program by our good friend and patron and charter member of our Dafyumi class, Siyahu Ashar HaKohen and his dear wife, Rina, that Dazat Hashem, they will have continued Hatzlacha, Harvacha, Bechol, Maaseh, Yedehem, Biriut, Health, Happiness, Prosperity, and much Nachat from their children. May they enjoy many years of Shalom, Bayit, uh, Tranquility, and Peace of Mind. Amen, Amen. Daf Mem. Today's daf is being studied in Nishmat Morzekeni, Yosef ben Sarah, Vimaratzekenati, Afab Sarah. We begin today's daf. We are actually about 25 lines up. We want to start from the beginning of the sugya, and it is parallel to the Tosafot Velo Meshalem. If you draw a line straight across, you'll start with a Braita. Tanu Rabbanan, we learn in a Braita. Shor Heresh Shotev Katan. You have a Shor that belongs to a Heresh. Heresh is somebody that is a deaf mute. Shotev is somebody that does not have knowledge. A Katan is a minor. Shenagah, so one of the Shor of these people went and gored somebody. Rabbi Yaakov Meshalem Hatsi Nezek. Rabbi Yaakov says, you pay Hatsinizik. Well, actually, the language is the Biakov Mishalim Hatsinizik. The Biakov pays Hatsinizik. So the Gibraltar says, the Biakov Mayavite. What did he do? That he has to pay Hatsinizik, the Biakov. Ela, Emma, say like this, the Biakov Omer. Rabbi Yaakov says that you pay Hatsinezik. So now the Gemara is going to analyze the case. Bemai Askinan. What is the case? Which means you're telling me that you pay Hatsinezik. Just tell me Mishalim. We know if it's a, if it's a regular case of a Tam, we know you pay Hatsinezik. Why do they have to say the words Mishalim Hatsinezik? The words Mishalim would have been enough. So the Gibbara says, Ibetam, if it's talking about a regular Tam, Peshita, it's Pashut, Dekola Alma Nameh, Hatsinezik with the Mishalim. They always pay Hatsinezik. What do they have to say, Mishalim Hatsinezik? Ve'ibemuad. And if we're talking about the animal is a Muad. Now, before I continue, you have to know, which really we're going to analyze this later on in the Gemara Yot. There's a whole Mahloket amongst the Hachamim when you have an animal that's, let's say, a Muad. So you have to watch it to make sure it doesn't gore. So there's a look at how much do you have to watch the animal for you to be patur, which is if you watched it and it's still gore, then you're off the hook because it wasn't your fault. There's a mahluk that you need a shemirah me'uleh, you need a very good watching, or is it enough to have a shemirah pechuta, or is it enough just to have a, a basic watching? So again, we're going to get involved in this right now a little, <coughs> but just note it's a mahluk later on, how much shemirah do you need for a shor mu'ad? So the Gibbara says, and if we're talking about a mu'ad, i shemirah. Klal, which means if, I'm sorry, if you gave the animal, you made it a shimira, she says, 
meaning a good shemira, and I'm reading Rashi, v'nifritza balayla, and it's still busted out in the middle of the night, or shepatzua l'stipo, robbers uh, broke it out, <coughs> and therefore you patur from paying full nezek, so the Gemara says, klal klal lo ba'elishlumi, you don't have to pay anything, you don't even have to pay hatsi nezek, because if you watch the animal properly, you wouldn't have to pay anything. The eid de lo avdi le shemira, and if you didn't do a shemira me'uleh, but you did a shemira pechuta, which is means you're negligent, you didn't do the proper shemira, then you have to pay full nezik if it's a mu'ad. So therefore the Gemara is asking me, what's the case of the Braita that Rav Yaakov is telling me that you pay hatsi nezik in the case of a short of a Hedesh or Tevekatan? So here's the first answer of the Gemara explaining the Braita. Le'olam bimu'ad. All we're talking about the animal was a mu'ad. It means a gourd already three times. And really, you didn't do a good shemira. You did a shemira pechuta, an inferior shemira. You just, let's say, blocked it with a door. But that's not enough. Now, velo avdil shemira me'ula. Also, then the question if it's a fist, if it's a mu'ad, you should have to pay nezik shalem. Why then are you only paying hatsi nezik? He holds like Rabbi Yehuda de Amar that says Tzad Tamut Bimkoma Omedet. Now, what is this Shita uh, of Tzad Tamut Bimkoma Omedet? So let's look at Rashi. Uh, Rashi, first of all, says Shemira uh, Pechuta. Let's read that Rashi, a couple of lines. Na'al b'faneha kara'ui. You close the door in front of it. Va'amrin on the kaman, delet sh'yichodal la'amot beruach mitsuyah. Yeah, it's a door that can stand on regular winds. Ve'zeu kara'ui, v'ayni shimura pechuta, it's a ruach she'ena mitsuyah, which means... It's a, it's, a, it's a watching, but it's an inferior watching. Because a good watching would be a door that can stand even against gust winds, even strong winds. So he did a shemira pechuta. So the Gebarah says, and in this case over here, <coughs> he's going to pay hatsi uh, nezik. Now the question is, why is he going to have to pay hatsi nezik? So I'm scrolling down in Rashi, and Rashi says like this, Vashmi'inan hacha, darbi Yaakov savala kirbi Yehuda. Damar b'sheli pirkin that he says later on b'muad sagi le b'shmira pechuta. Oh, that for a muad it's enough if you have shmira pechuta. So really, you don't have to pay full nezik because why? Because uh, you, you did a good shmira. But the biyuda also holds the following rule: sad tamut b'koma omedet that the tam remains in place, which means even though it's a muad, it'll still pay hatsi nezik like a regular tam. Which means it doesn't get upgraded to become a mu'ad that has to pay nezik because you did make a shemirah pechuta. But don't think you don't have to pay anything. Sad tamut That still stands. And that's what the Yaakov meant that you have to pay hatsi nezik. Because first of all he holds that the case was talking about a mu'ad. And he also could be that where you made a shemirah pechuta which is enough. Oh, so do you have to pay anything? No. But he holds sad tamut And therefore you have to pay at least hatsi Nezik, good. Oh, but we're not finished. The Gemara says, "V'savala k'rabi Yehuda de'amar mu'ad sagi de'bishmira pechuta." Very good. And he also holds a k'rabi Yehuda that says, "A mu'ad, it's enough to have a shemira pechuta." 
וסבלה כרבנן דאמרי מעמידין אפוטרופוס לתם לגבות מגופו. Which means we learned on the earlier daf, it's a machloket if a chedesh shoteve katan has to pay if their animal gores. So we're following, obviously we're saying you have to pay Hatzinezek or Tabiakov. So obviously we're following the shita that says you have to pay. So this is the Rabbanan shita that says that the administrator of the Chedesh Katan's animal, which we call him an Apotropos, he gets uh, warned by Betin, and therefore he's going to have to make the payment and the, for the Chedesh Katan, and they take it from the animal of the Chedesh Katan. Because we have a rule, Hatzinezek pays Megufo. Megufo means you pay from the animal. Let's say the animal is worth uh, $500, and the damage was 1000 so you pay Hatsi and you give the animal to the to the to the Nizak. So this opinion is holding that if an animal of a Hirish Shotifikatan damages, they have to pay. They pay Migufo, they pay from the animal itself. So that's the given. So let's just review. So according to this Bright that we have a clarity. The Bright as a Biakov, the case is talking about a Mu'ad <coughs> where he made a Shimirat Pihuta. And we're following the shitat that says, according to the rabbis, that a cheresh shotifikatan has to pay hatzinezek megufo. So comes the Gemara and says, Amar le Abaye. So Abaye comes along and asks, Vela pelige? You're telling me that Rabbi Yaakov of the Braita holds like Rabbi Yehuda. They agree. What do you mean? I, I'll show you that they're actually arguing. What do you mean, why? Vehatanya, we have another brighter. <coughs> Keep this in your mind, this is brighter number two. Vehatanya, shor shil shote vekatan. Yaveh shor. Vehatanya shote vekatan. Shenagaf, again, same case it gored. The biyudam mehayev. Oh, so you see what? There's indeed a machloket between the Yehuda and the Yaakov. The Yehuda's mashma you pay nezik shalem, and the Yaakov is saying you only have to pay hatsi nezik. So how could you say Rava that they're not arguing? We have a brighter that the Yaakov and the Yehuda are indeed arguing. Amar Rava bar Ula, mash mechayev the Yehuda piresh the Yaakov, which means they're not arguing. All it says in the Brayta was the Bi Yehuda Mechayev. Don't say how much is Mechayev. Rabbi Yaakov explained that which the Yehuda was Mechayev is Hatzinezek. So therefore the Yehuda is really being interpreted by Rabbi Yaakov. And therefore, according to Rava, the two Brayta are not arguing with each other. Both Brayta are talking about the same exact case. And the Hadush is that you pay Hatzinezek. So comes the Gemara and says, Ul Abaye de Amar Pelige. Oh, but Abaye said no. He held that they are arguing. He held that the Biudan and Yaakov, they are indeed arguing. So the Gemara is, Bemai Pelige. What is the argument according to the Biudan and the Yaakov according to Abaye? Amar Lecha, Hacha Bemai Askina. You know, we're talking about in the case of the Braita. Bemuad, Velon Natreklal. Ah, the case was talking about the animal is a Muad. But what? You didn't watch the animal at all. You didn't even give it a shemirah pehuta. You were negligent. You didn't do anything. Rabbi Yaakov savalak Rabbi Yehuda bechada upalig ale bechada. Rabbi Yaakov holds like Rabbi Yehuda in one regard, but argues with him in another regard. How? Savalak Rabbi Yehuda bechada. He holds like Rabbi Yehuda in one regard. The ilu. The biyuda savar tzad tamut bimkoma omedet, which means he agrees with the biyuda that tzad tamut business, which means 
really he is a uh, Mu'ad, and on the Mu'ad, he always holds that the Tzad Tamut remains in place. But he argues with him on another point. Whereas according to Rabbi Yehuda, he says what? That if a Hedesh Katan, Damages, if they show damages, they take the payment from the goof of the animal. Rabbi Yaakov Savar, En Ma'amidim, Velo Mishalem Ela Palga Demu'ad. Which means we're learning the Mahloka differently now. Let's turn the Mahloka now according to the way Abayi understands it. Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Yudah arguing in the Braita. <coughs> Braita says what? The shore of the Hadeshot of the Katan damaged. Rabbi Yudah says you pay Nizik Shalev. What's the case? The animal was a mu'ad. Okay, very good. And you know what? You didn't make a shimirah at all. Okay, you didn't make a shimirah at all. That's it. You have to pay nizik shalim. And therefore, it's regular mu'ad, nizik shalim. Rabbi Yaakov agrees and says like this. He not agrees, he argues and says like this. He says, I agree with you that a Hedish certificate have to pay damages. I agree with you. But I hold over here that this animal that did the, uh, uh, the damages, the Gemara says, the Yaakov says, right, that you don't pay me gufoshil of the animal. Rabbi Yaakov holds like an opinion of Sumchos that we learned earlier that says, if the animal of a Hedish or Katan damages, you don't pay from the goof of the animal. You don't pay from the goof of the animal. Oh, but what? This animal is a Mu'ad. So half the animal is, the tam side of it, is from the animal, and the other half is paid from regular money. So then when Rabbi Yaakov said you're paying Hatzinezek, he meant really you're supposed to pay Nezek Shalim, because it was a Mu'ad. But what? You can't pay Nezek Shalim because Sad Tamud Pim Koma Omedet. Because when you're paying a Mu'ad, the Tam remains where it is. And therefore on Tam, the Hadush Tavikotan doesn't pay, because that comes from the animal itself. So all you have left is the other half, or the other half to have to pay with money. So therefore, he argues and says, according to the Bihudanus Braita, no, you pay Mu'ad, you pay full Nezek, it's finished. He says, no, I hold a, the Tam remains where it is, even though it's Mu'ad now, but the Tam remains where it is, and on Tam, a Hedish Tavikon doesn't pay, so all he has to pay is Hatsi Nezek, and then they'll pay from the regular, uh, from the regular funds. That's the way Abaye understands the Braita. Comes the Gemara and says, so, so that, that's why it's You'll only have to pay the half on the Mu'ad side. Comes the Gemara and says, According to Abaye, the Amar, Pelige, according to Abaye, that says, the Yehuda and the Yaakov are arguing, and what's the argument? Do, does a Hedesh or Katan have to pay? Hatzinezek <clears throat> from the goof of the animal, that's the Mahloket. So according to him, Shapir, the Braita is good. <clears throat> what, what, what do you mean the Braita is good? So let's look at Rashi. Look at the bottom Rashi on the page. Bishlamala Bayedamar. Pelige Shapir. Mukila bimuad lematnita kamaita, which means the first Braita that Yaakov said you're gonna pay Hatzinezek. I'll tell you the case is talking about the animal was a muad. Oh, and he's a Mu'ad, and that's why he's going to pay only Hatsi Nezik, because on the Tam side you don't pay, because Hedish Tavik doesn't pay for that half, he'll only have to pay for the half of the Mu'ad, which means, I understand why you told me the case of the Braith, that's talking about a case where the animal's a Mu'ad, because you're teaching me that what? 
the tam remains where it is. If you don't have to pay for that chatzin nezik on the tam side, and you'll just pay for the chatzin nezik on the wide side. So according to Abayir, I understand that's very good. Continue that sheep. The betam leka leukme. Because you could not explain that bright that was talking about a tam. La shmina de ma'amidim apotropos le tam. Da shmina le ma'anita batraita. Da amar en ma'amidim. Which means, uh, clearly, we know from the second Braita that Rabbi Yaakov clearly holds that you do not have to pay for, uh, uh, for Hatzinezik. So the first Braita that says you're paying Hatzinezik must have been talking about, was talking about was a Mu'ad. On the Tam side you don't pay, and you pay for the Hatzinezik on the Mu'ad side. So everything's good according to Abiyah. The Braita taught makes sense, meaning I understand why you had to establish the Braita in the case of a Mu'ad. Braita number one that said you pay Hatzinezik can only be in a Mu'ad case. The time don't pay because you don't pay Migufo and you have left a half. Very good. That makes sense. However, But according to Rabah, Rabah understood. Why does Rabbi Yaakov say you pay Hatzinezik? Because he held you pay from the animal. He held that Sad Tamut bin Koma omedit, and he held what? That you pay from the animal itself. So therefore the Gemara is saying, Which means, why did he have to explain the Braita that's talking about a Mu'ad? You couldn't learn the Braita simply, that's talking about a regular Tam. Meaning, an animal of a Heresh that damaged, it's a Tam, it pays Hatzinezik, because Hatzinezik Meshadamigufor, which means, according to... The way Rabbah's understanding that Hatzinezik, according to Rabbi Yaakov, pays Megufor, just learn the cases, talk about a time. It's a regular time, because then you pay Megufor. When did you have to learn the cases of Mu'ad, and you pay half? You didn't need all that confusion. Just learn simple. According to Rabbah, he understood that, uh, uh, that Rabbi Yaakov holds you pay Megufor. So finish, learn the cases, talk about a time. So the Gemara says, and, and, and how could you learn the case? Very simply. Say the cases like this, Il Rabbi Yehuda, which means, according to Rabbi Yehuda, that says what? I'll tell you the case is talking about, the Avid Shemira Pechuta, which means, the case is talking about the animal is a tam, and Rabbi Yehuda, if you made a Shemira Pechuta, an inferior Shemira, Velo Avad Le Shemira Me'ula, so therefore, I'll tell you, you have to pay Hatzinezik, because the tam will have to pay Hatzinezik, or Il Rabbi Yehuda bin Yaakov, that says a shemira pechuta is enough for a tam. So then I'll tell you the cases. The law avid the shemira klal. Learn the case where you didn't make a shemira at all, which means learn the cases talking about a tam. And the cases either you made a shemira pechuta contra biudah, you didn't make a shemira at all according to the biel azab. But the point is, you didn't got to go to a confusing case of a muar and all that according to rava. Just learn the cases a tam. Gemara just proves it. The Tanya, the Bili Ezra bin Yaakov, made a hard time with a hard mu'ad, she shamram shemira pechuta peturin. The Bili Ezra holds that if you did a shemira pechuta, by a time you patur. So you can learn the case content where you didn't make a shemira at all. So comes the Gemara and says. Oh, so the Gemara continues the question. Which means you could have taught me that chidush, that what Braita number one. Rabbi Yaakov says Hatzinezik. According to you, Rava, you hold that Abayis, that you hold that Rabbi Yaakov holds that a that a a cherish to katan that potropos has to pay from the animal itself. So therefore, in the case simple Hatzinezik Tam. 
and you learn, and that Hidush will be your taught. What did you have to learn? The cases of Mu'ad, and Sad Tamut, and Kumar Omedit, and for the Mu'ad side, you're paying the Hatsi, you didn't need all that. So comes the Gemara and says, Amar Hachi Ka'amar. Yeah, Rabbi comes along and says, or Rabbi tells Abaye, Hachi Ka'amar. Hada di'it betarti ta'ama. Which means, the fact that I'm telling you it was a case of a short Mu'ad that pays Hatsi Nezik, I'm telling you there's two reasons. I'm telling you two hadushim. I want to tell you a, a statement that has two hadushim in it. Number one, that Rabbi Yaakov holds like Rabbi Yehuda, that Shemirah Pechuta is enough for a tam, which means that he holds what? And so for a Mu'ad, it's enough to have a Shemirah Pechuta. And therefore, I'm going to tell you what? So again, I'm repeating. So he answered himself like this. Which means, yeah, we said one case that teaches me two hadushim. The case was told me really was a mu'ad. And you know what the hadush is first? That he holds like the bi'udad, that for a mu'ad it's enough to have a shemira pechuta. Oh, that's a hadush by the way. I didn't know that. Now you teach me that Yaakov holds like the bi'udad, that for a mu'ad shemira pechuta is enough. But he also holds what? Tzad tamut pimkoma omedet. But the mutam stays where it is. And the second hadush of Rabbi Yaakov is to teach me that what? He holds like the rabbis that say, once the tzad tamut is bimkoma omedet, you pay. And therefore the apotropos has to pay from the animal's uh, uh, goof. And that's why it said one statement that teaches me two hadushim. Number one, that a mu'ar, it's enough to have a shemina pechuta. And number two, that what? That an apotropos is obligated to pay for the hadushim of the katan's animal that damages. They pay it. Megufo. Comes the gemara. <coughs> and now says another answer to the question that Abaye asked above. Abaye uh, uh, Rava originally said that the Yehuda and the Yaakov are agreeing. They're not arguing. Again, Rava was the one that said the Yaakov and the Yehuda are agreeing. So then Abaye said, are they agreeing? What do you mean? We have a Braita that sounds like Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Yehuda are arguing. Because the Braita says, a short of a Chalish Tavikdan that gourd. Rabbi Yehuda says, you pay Mishalim. Rabbi Yaakov says, you pay Hatzinezek. Rava answered, yeah, Rabbi Yaakov was explaining Rabbi Yehuda. That what Rabbi Yehuda said, Mishalim, he meant Hatzinezek. Now Rabbi Yehuda is going to give a different answer. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, that Braita is a different Mahlok. Dreshut Mishana Ika Benayu. Which means, the Mahlok over there in that Braita is as follows. When an animal changes Reshut, does the animal reset and go back to becoming a Tam or not? Kegon, like the case is like this. Tehava Mu'ad, which means the Apotropos had the animal of the Hadesh of it was a Mu'ad already. Then it's Pakeya Chacheresh. And then what happened? The Chacheresh became a Pikeya. And then it's Tapah The Shoteh became smart. Katan, which means the guys themselves changed. So now the Machloket is like this. He holds that even though the person himself changed, the animal remains what it is. And if it was a Mu'ad, it remains a Mu'ad. And now it's an animal of a Pikeyah that damages, and we have to pay Nezik Shalem. Rabbi Yaakov says, And Rabbi Yaakov says, no. The changing of the person is like the changing of a reshut. And therefore the animal went from a person that was a Shoteh, or the Apotropos, let's say, now to a Pikeyah. 
reset. Therefore, the animal goes back to becoming a tam. That's why he pays chatzin So that second bright has a different machlokin in total totality. The machlokin is reshut mishana ono that when the animal changes reshut, does the animal go back to becoming a tam or does it remain a muad? Tanu rabbanan, we have a brayta. New story. Apotroposim, the apotropos that we said has to pay for damages of the Kharish Tavikadan's animal, Mishalemin min aliyah. We know that already. He has to pay from the best property. Because the Torah says when you're paying for damages, you pay from metav. You pay from the best of the properties. So comes the Gemara and says, Ve'en mishalemin kofir. Oh, now what is kofir? If an animal kills somebody, if an animal kills a human being, the Torah says you have to pay what's called kofir. You have to pay for that dead person, to the inheritors of that person. You have to pay what's called kofir. It's a certain amount of money. The Hadush over here is if a Cheresh Shotebekatan's animal kills somebody, the Apotropos does not have to pay Kofir. So comes the Gemara and says, Man Tana Kufra Kapara, which means must be we're going like the opinion that says that the Kofir payment is a Kapara, that's why you're paying it. And therefore, must be you tell me that the Yetomim, since they're minors, they don't need kapara because uh, they're not obligated in anything. That's why there's no kofir. So comes the Gemara and says, Amar of Chazda, Rabbi Yishmael ben Osh, Rabbi Yochanan ben Berokahi. The Tanya, we have a brighter. Venatan pidyon nafsho. When it comes to kofir, it says, and you will pay pidyon, a redemption. Deme nizak. Which means when you pay when the owner of the of the of the animal that gores, he has to pay. So we say what you're paying deme nizak. What is deme nizak? The amount of money that the dead person is worth. Which means animal gore, the guy killed him. How much is the nizak worth? The guy that got damaged worth. So you pay that amount. That's one opinion. Deme nizak. Deme mazik. No, you pay the value of how much is the mazik worth, which means the ba'alashur. So here we have a fantastic mahluk. When you're paying kofir, how do you judge it? Is it according to the nizak, the guy that died, his value, or the one that was mazik? Now what's the mahluk? What's the logic between this mahluk? So Gebra says, My love, palge. <coughs> Must be that the following is the mahlukit. The Rabbanan sabri kufra mamona, the Rabbi Ishmael ben Osh, Rabbi Yohanan ben Berokah sabar, kufra kapara, which means, must be that the mahlukit over here is, how do you look at the kofir payment? Is the kofir payment a kapara payment, or is it a monetary payment? Is it a payment for compensation? Why? If you're telling me that you pay according to the mazik's worth, that means it's kapara. If you tell me you're paying according to the nizak's worth, that's monetary. Which means, you understand the machloket. Which means, we have a machloket, I have to pay kapara, I have to pay kofir. Okay, who do I evaluate? Who, whose evaluation is it? One says the nizak's evaluation, the one that died. However, you evaluate how much is worth, you pay that money to the inheritors. The other rabbi says, no, you pay according to your worth, the owner of the animal's worth. So the Gabbana wants to say, the mahlokit in that subject is dependent on how you look at kofir. If you look at kofir payment as a kapara, so that's why you pay the mazik, what the owner's value is worth, because you need a kapara for yourself, so pay your value to the family. And the other sheet says, no, it's compensation, it's mamon, therefore pay the value of the guy that died. So the Gabbana says, Amara papa, lo, no. They call Ama Kufra Kaparahu. 
I can tell you everybody holds what? It really the payment of Kofir is Kapara. So what's the Mahlokah then? Rabbanan Sabri Bidirizak Shaminan, Rabbi Ishmael Ben Osher Bihonan Birukasavar Bidamazik Shaminan. And the Mahlokah is what? Where the evaluation is made. Is it made on the Mazik side or is it made on the Rizak side? But everybody holds on Dini to say, Kapara. Oh, so the Gabbana says, My Ta'amad Rabbanan, which means, according to the rabbis that say it's Kapara, then why would you pay on the Nizak side? If it's Kapara, you should pay your worth, the worth of the Baal of the Shor. If it's Kapara, why then uh, the rabbis say you pay according to the Nizak? So the Gabbana says, They make a dirasha. Ne'emar shita lemata ve'ne'emar shita lemala, which means we have two pesukim. One pasuk is talking about where an animal kills. It says in kofed yushat alav. We have another pasuk that says what if an animal gores a pregnant lady, and the the, the lady has a miscarriage and the lady dies. So over there it says what that you have to pay. Now over there, who are you paying for? For the dead babies. The value of the nizak. So just like in the payment of the babies, you're paying for the dead babies that the animal gored, so too in the case where the animal gored a man and killed him, you're paying his worth. Because we have back-to-back uh, pesukim, and it says the word yushat in both pesukim. So just like yushat by the case of the babies, you pay for the, for, for the, for the babies that the animal gored, the, the miscarriage, so too by the case of kofir, you pay according to the nizak. So the Gibbana says, Just like by the babies that, gave, that she gave birth to the stillborns now, you're going to pay for the Nizak's value. Afghan, so to by the case of the animal that would be the Nizak. Your pidyon, your value. Yes, I don't argue. It is, it is a redemption for you. But when you pay it, you're paying it to the Nizak. Which is, I agree, it's a redemption for you. But how do you make a redemption for you? By paying the value of the guy that died. So therefore, everybody holds, it's a kapara. Ella, what's the pshat? The pshat is, how do you get the kapara? Do you pay from the mazik side, or do you pay from the nizak side? Oh, so back to our, our subject that we just said before. Everybody will agree then, if a chedesh or tevekatan's animal killed somebody, since the whole payment of kofir is kapara, and these people are not bene kapara, because they're minors, or they don't have no da'at, or they're yitomim, whatever it may be. So therefore, everybody agrees that the apotromosis don't have to pay kofir, for the animal of the Qadish Katan that killed. Because everybody holds it's kapara. Question is how do you get the kapara? Is the kapara by paying how much the guy's worth who you killed or paying how much the owner, owner of the animal? Well, that's mahlokit, but everybody agrees kapara. Comes the Gibran continues. Meshabah le Rava le Rav Nachman Bidirav. Rava was talking to Rav Nachman. And he said, You know what? Bidirav Ahabar Yaakov the Adam Gadolu. He said, You know what? Rabbi Habar Yaakov, he's a very big rabbi. So Amar Leh, so Rabbi Nachman tells Rabbi, good, Lekshiyavoli Yadecha, Havi Eudi Yadi. I want to see how big he is. When he, when, when, when he comes to you, bring him to me. Ki Atalegabeh, so Rabbi Habar Yaakov comes to Rabbi Nachman, Amar Leh, Rabbi Nachman says, Ba'aminai milta. Ask me a question, ask me a question in Halakha. Ba'aminai, so he asked him the following question. Shor Shishne Shutafim, Ketzad Meshalmim Kofir. You have a shore of two partners, okay, and the animal killed. How do you, how do you pay the kofir now? What's the question? So the Gemara says like this: Mishalim hai kofir vehai kofir. Maybe you tell me they both have to pay kofir. Can't be. Why? Kofir echad amalachmana veloshne kofrim. The Torah says you pay one kofir, not two kofirs. Now, hatsi vehai hatsi kofir vehai hatsi kofir. If you're going to tell me each one pay half. 
can't be either. Kofir shalem amara. When I have a little kofir, the Torah says you have to pay a full kofir, not a half a kofir. That was the question he asked Rav Nachman. Adiyati bekamayin ba. So now Rav Nachman sitting is trying to analyze the answer to the question. Amar this Rav Ha. It's another question. Tenan. We learned in the Mishnah. Hayve erchin. What is Eirchin? A person, let's say, donates his value to the Bet HaMikdash. The Torah gives every human being a certain value. So he says, Eirchi alai, I'm going to give my value to the Bet HaMikdash. So it says, That means the treasurer of the Bet HaMikdash can go to the guy's house and take a collateral towards that money that he owes. But if a person, let's say, uh, owes a korban hatat or korban asham, okay. the treasurer cannot go into the guy's house and take a collateral. So it comes again what and says, you know what, you know what the logic is? The logic is like this, because when a guy makes a donation, like an erich, the gizbat is worried he's going to delay. He's not going to pay it. So then we better take it. But when a guy owes a korban hatat, he's bringing the korban hatat because it's kaparafim. And he's going to bring it. So then we don't have to worry about grabbing it. He'll bring it on time. That's the logic. So the Gabbara says like this. His question was, kofrim mai. What about a guy that owes kofir? How do you look at kofir payment? Kevan de kapara ninum. First of all, it's kapara, like we learned earlier. So therefore, I'll say kehatat ve'asham dameh, and therefore mechmar hamir alave. He's machbid. He wants to get the kapara, and therefore I'll say velo ba'ay mashkune. You don't have to take a collateral. Since he's not giving the money to God, like a korban, he's giving the money to his friend, to the Yorshim. Therefore, I can say, Mamunahu. It's really money. He's not really giving it to God, like a korban. It's not going to be stringent on him. Maybe he'd have to pay. Or another reason why I would say he's going to be lax. Since he didn't actually sin himself. It was his animal that did the goring. So then he doesn't take it so seriously. Because in the case where he's bringing a korban, he did the sin. Okay, so he wants kapara for himself. But maybe in the case of kofit, even though it's a kapara, but I didn't do the sin myself. It was my animal that did it. Therefore the Gebara says, Maybe I'll say it's not so stringent and if you have to take a mashkon. So he asked that question to Rav Nachman. So what did Rav Nachman answer him? Leave me alone. I'm still... I'm still trying to figure out the first question you asked me, which means, the little of the words means, Istagat, I became silenced from the first question. Which means, you, you, you shut me up from the first question. Are you asking me another question? I didn't figure out the first answer yet. Good. Now we go into another very interesting question in these cases over here. She'alo bechizkat tam. Okay. I go along now, I borrow an animal from my friend. Okay, I'm allowed to borrow. But what? I'm thinking that the animal is a tam. Meaning, it's a tame animal, doesn't go that much, beautiful. And what happened? And all of a sudden, it be, it, I find out that the animal is a mu'ad. Now, I didn't even know that it was a mu'ad now. So the question is, who pays what? So the Gebarat says, Be'alim mishalmim hatsinezek, ve'sho'el mishalem hatsinezek. Finish, you split it. The owner pays Hatsinezek and the borrower pays Hatsinezek. Good. Because you see, the guy who borrowed it, he's only watching it thinking it's a tam. If he knew it was a Mu'ad, he probably would have watched it better. He's thinking like that. Good. So therefore, the Gabbana says, since he accepted upon himself watching it as a tam, he only has to pay Hatsinezek. And since the owners did not tell him, so they have to pick up the other Hatsinezik. But that's the logic of the Braita. So Gebarah says, 
Now let's say the animal became a mu'ad in the, in the, in the, in the, by the borrower. <laughs> now he returns it back to the owner, which means he got a tam, and he returned back a mu'ad. So the Gebarah says, Be'alim mishamim hatzinezek, ve'sho'el patur miklum. The owners have to pay full nezek, and the borrower is patur from everything, which means... The Gemara is going to really explain now. No, the Gemara is going to explain later on the logic here that this opinion is going according to the Shita that we learned earlier, Rishut Meshaneh. That once it changes Rishuyot, it resets the animal. And therefore, once already you're giving it back to the, uh, to the Baal, so therefore, it, it, the, the, the Shoel is going to be Patul. We're going to have to, and that's why the owners pay Hatzinezik. Because it goes back to becoming a Tam. Again, we'll see that in the Gemara, but that's really the answer the Gemara is going to say. Good. Very good. That's the Gemara's question. He's going to ask that question. We'll see that question in a moment. Now the Gemara begins the analysis. That was the Braita. Now let's analyze it. Gemara says, Amar Mor, She'alo Bechizkat Tam. Case number one. You borrowed it when it was a Tam. Or you thought it was a Tam, at least. Vinimsam Mu'ad. And what ended up happening? You found out it was a Mu'ad. Gemara says, Now for the next few lines, the Gemara is going to go back and forth with claims that each guy can tell the other guy why he doesn't want to have to pay. It's your fault. No, it's your fault. The Gemara and the Braitha said, 50-50. You pay him, you pay him. Now the Gemara is going to go, let the borrower tell him, no, it's your fault. And the other guy tell him, it's your fault. Now what are the claims? We have to understand each claim. Gemara says, Let the owner... Tell the borrower, Torah she'id, I'm sorry. Let the borrower tell the owner, Torah she'ili, aryeh lo she'ili. I borrowed an ox, I didn't borrow a lion. You didn't tell me your animal's a lion, it's a wild animal. Why should I have to pay anything? <coughs> Which means, oh, a, a lion is, is wild. I didn't borrow a lion, I bought a regular animal. Did I know this animal's going to be a, a wild animal? So, so that, 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 that's why he wants to say, I should be patut even from paying Hatsinezik. Now. Oh. That, that's what he's saying. Right? Which means, I only accepted upon myself to watch it to a certain level. I didn't know you're giving me a lion over here. Because you, you want to make me you, you want to make me pay because I was lenient and lax in my watching the animal. I watched it according to what I thought it was. So comes again when I says, Amarav, Askinan, Shekir Nagan. Okay, listen, he, he didn't think he was a Mu'ad yet, but he saw the animal was wild. So he can't claim that. He saw the animal had wild, uh, wild tendencies, okay? So therefore, you can't say, oh, I didn't know, I wouldn't have watched it. You knew that it, was, uh, it had tendencies over here. Okay. Now the Gemara says, Let him tell him like this, Tam she'ili, Mu'ad lo she'ili. Now what's this question, what's this claim over here? Okay, let's say the short is a, is a type of short that does, uh, does goring over there. Okay, now, if he's a Tam, obviously you need less than a, less shemira than a, than a Mu'ad, which means, still, with all that, let him have a claim. Okay, I saw that it has goring tendencies, but again, I thought it was a tam. Goring tendencies not, I still thought it was a tam. And therefore I watched it according to what I thought it was. You gave me a muad. Let him start that claim. Gemara says, Mishum da Gemara says, because the owner could tell the guy, listen, Sof Sof, Itam Hava, Palganiska Ba'it Shalume. Hashtanamiz, Yishalit Palganiska. Okay, so you thought it was a tam? And if it was a tam and good, how much would you have to pay? 
حطينا زك سو بي حطينا زك اوكي يرينو وي جيف يو ذا بينيفيت اند اول ذات سو وات يو وانت تو باي يو هاف تو باي اني حطينا زك سو بي حطينا زك وات وي ار اسكيو تو باي ذا فول دامجز ميك سنس سو كانت كبرات سيز فينيم عليه هاي سو ناو ذات اوفيس ايتام هذا مشتلم ميغوفو سو ناو تام ذا لو از You pay whatever the value of the animal is. Meaning, let's say I damaged a thousand dollars. Hatsi means I pay five hundred. The animal is worth two hundred. I just give him the animal. No, oh, oh. I don't have to pay more right. than the worth of the animal. Than the hat. Than the worth of the animal. I owe five oh. hundred, but the animal itself, that goat, is only worth two hundred. Mm. Take the animal. Mm. But you owe me three more hundred. Sorry. That's what we mean. Tam mishlemi gufor. Not more than the animal right. itself. So the guy could come along and say, oh, Hold it, hold it. If I was going to pay Hatsinezik, I wouldn't have to pay anything. I would just say, hey, take the animal. Now that you're telling me I have to pay Hatsinezik, it's Hatsinezik of a Mu'ad. And therefore you're asking me now for money out of pocket. So this is, uh, you, you gave me, don't come along to me, oh, you would have to pay anyway. No, I wouldn't have to pay. I would have paid Migufor and just take the animal. Now you're telling me I'm paying half of a Mu'ad. That's costing me. Ah, Mishum Da'amarle, Sof, Sof. Which means, what are you talking? You would have to pay anywhere because you, you had to give me back my shore. Right, you still owe me. You, still, you borrowed my, it's not your shore. You got to give me my shore back. So you had to pay anyway, Hatsin Ezek. It's not your shore. It's not you can say, I take the shore. What if it's less? Right? So the Gemara says, Let the owner, let the, uh, let the borrower tell the owner, Im Tam have oh he has another claim now he says like this let the borrower tell the owner Itam have Modina umipatrina which means like this nah he says if it was a Tam it's an advantage you're right I'd have to pay and all that but if uh, if I would have known you you didn't tell me it was a what I thought it was a Tam and we hold let's say according to one opinion. The payment of Hatsinezik is a knas. It's a penalty. Now we have a rule. Modeb biknas patur. That if I admit on a penalty, I don't have to pay. So the guy could come along and say, listen, why do I have to pay? If I would have known it was a tam, I would have admitted that I did it, and I would have to pay nothing. And the Gibbara explains this. Gibbara says, Vafidu leman damar palganis And even according to the opinion that says Hatsinezik is mamon, it's money, it's not a knas. itamu haba agma. He could say, even according to the opinion that says the Hatsinezik is not a knas. So he cannot say I could have been modeh to be patur, but he says I could have chased the animal to the to the to the swampland and therefore I did patur also, because Hatsinezik is only paid from the animal itself. So I could have been patur. How? I could have taken the animal. Shoot it away, would have been lost. You can't come after me, because it's only a tam, and the animal's gone, and I can... So you say, Miman Nafshach, I'm not paying the Hatsin Ezek. Why? Again, you didn't tell me it was a Mu'ad. Now, if it's a tam, it's, a, it's an advantage to me if it's a tam. Because even though it gored, you tell me, oh, you don't have to pay anyway. No, I don't have to pay. I would have been Modeh. Modeh Biknas. And even if you want to tell me, no, it's not a Knas, I could have taken the animal and sent it to, to, the, to, to the swamp lands. Now, that's it. Go find the animal. I don't got to pay. Go take it from the animal. So I, I had a way to... I had a way out. Exactly. That's his claim. Good. So comes the Gemara and says... Oh, so you know what the case is talking about? 
The case is talking about the guy borrowed the animal. He thought it was a tam. It was a muad. It damaged. Before the guy could admit anything, and before the guy could take the animal and send it to the swampland, Betin seized the animal. Yeah. So finish, So you don't have that claim. Yeah. You can't have that claim because Betin has the animal in its possession, and therefore you cannot claim along and say, I'm more dead. Too late. Once the Betin catches the animal, you're caught already. It's finished. And you cannot send it out. Oh, so now the Gebra goes the other way. Be'alim amay mishalmim hatsin hezik. Why do the owners have to pay the Hatsi Nezik? Why? Let the owner tell the borrower. Which means, let the owner tell the bedding, so to speak. You, you are holding my shore to somebody that I cannot take the bedding. Which means, now that Betin is holding my shore, I do not have a way to exempt myself from payment. Which means, if you would have given me the shore, if you would have given it to me, after the damages, I wouldn't have paid anything. And therefore you should pay the whole thing. What's this claim? Let's understand this claim good. We have to understand this claim good. The claim is like this. Betin was to face the shore, Birshuta Shoel. Good. So what's the, what's the owners claiming over here? The owner's claim is over here. Ah, which means, it's part of a, a couple of questions back and forth. The Gemara is saying he should have claimed like this. You gave the animal to this guy. So now you gave it to the, Betty was to face the animal. Now I'm obligated to pay. Uh, if you would have given it to me, and I would have had possession of the animal, the guy would have to pay the whole nezik. So the Gibbara says, well, that's not a claim. Why? Even if we returned it to you, you would have to pay also Hatsinezik from the animal. Which your claim is, uh, you seized the animal. If you didn't seize the animal, the animal would have been by the Sho'el, and the Sho'el would have had to, to pay. That's not so. If we would have returned it to you, you would have to pay because it's your animal. The fact that we seized it doesn't uh, hurt your uh, position, doesn't change your position. So Gibbara says, He says, no. If you would have gave me back the animal, I could have sent it to the, to the swamplands. Yeah. And therefore I wouldn't have to, to pay. So the Gibbara says, Sof, sof. What do you care? If the animal is a mu'ad, you have to pay from anyway from your pocket. So even if you would have sent the animal away, a mu'ad pays from them. So what, what, what kind of claim is that? You still would have had to pay min uh, aliyah, uh, right? So comes the Gemara and says, Oh, this is all good. Where it's talking about where he has money. Which means, if he has other monies, so then already we could tell him you couldn't have sent it away because you would have had to pay and you would have had to pay anyway. That's only good in the case where the guy had money to pay. He has other monies. But let's say he doesn't have any other monies to pay, only that animal. So then already he could have claimed this. Listen, if you would have given the animal back, that's all I have in my possessions. I could have sent it out to the to the fields and I wouldn't have to pay anything. Which is, you're right. If I had money in my pocket, you're right. I would have to pay regardless. But let's say I didn't have money, money. 
So I could have sent it out. So Gemara says, Meshum da Amar le ki echid de mishtabdana le didach hachename mishtabdana leach mid Rabbi Natan de Tanya Rabbi Natan Omer minayin le noshe bechaveru mane bechaveru bechaveru minayin shemotziin mize venotnim laze tamudomar venatan laasher ashamdo. Let's discuss what we're talking over here, the famous case of Shibudad Rabbi Natan. What's the case of Shibudad Rabbi Natan? The case is talking about a case over here like this. Let's say Reuven um, borrowed money from Shimon. And Shimon, so Reuven borrowed money from Shimon. So Reuven owes Shimon. And Shimon borrowed money from Levi. So therefore, the law is, Reuven can pay Levi straight. Which means Levi has a shi'bud on Reuven's money. Again, Reuven borrowed from Shimon. So therefore, Reuven owes Shimon. But Shimon owes Levi. So therefore, there's a law called shi'budad Rabbi Natan, that Levi now can go get paid from Reuven. He can take his, his money. So therefore, similarly, in this case over here, in this case over here, once the animal gored, I'll tell you that the, the shoel is only hayav to pay hatzinezek. Not anymore. Why? Because let's say, I owe you the shoel. I'm the shoel. Okay? Let's, let's give the names. Reuven, Shimon, and Levi. Reuven is the borrower. Uh, the lender is Shimon. And the one that got damaged is Levi. So, I am the Shoel Reuven. I owe the animal to Shimon, but Shimon owes the animal to Levi. And therefore Levi is able to come and take the animal from me. And therefore you have no claim to come along and say, true, let's say you had no money. So your claim is, what? If you would have given it back to me, I could have sent it out to the fizz, I wouldn't have to pay. He says, no, once already it's by me, and I owe you, and you owe him, because you're the owner of the... Of, 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 the, of the animal, so therefore he's allowed to take it from me, and therefore I don't have to pay it to you. So therefore, the shibud was on from before. Again, let's get the language. Which is just like I'm obligated to give you back the shod. Which means I'm also mishrubad to give the money to the nizak because. You're hayav to give him the menizak, to give him the payment from the binatan. So therefore, basically, nobody has any claim more than the next guy over here. So therefore, let's just review what happened over here. The guy comes along and says, I thought it was a, a muad. I thought it was a tam. Okay, so what do you want to do? I don't want to pay anything. You got to pay. You got to pay hatzinezik. Okay, you got to pay hatzinezik. Now, the other guy says, yeah, but uh, I what did you take the animal for? You held the animal, now I'm stuck. I would have let it uh, run away. So what's the difference? You would, have, you, 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 you would have to pay half still. Because bottom line, you got to pay from your, from your pocket. So the says, no, I don't have any money. He says, no, it doesn't matter. Because once you're ready with to face the animal, you're obligated, you're on the hook automatically. Because once the borrower owes you, and you owe the nizak, he can take the animal. And therefore, you would know where you were going to become, patut, in this, in this case, regardless. You would have to pay... Regardless of all situations. Okay, now we go to the other case. Okay, what's the case? Let's say he borrowed a tam animal. And then he made it a mu'ad. Okay? 
ובערים פעצי נזק, ושואב פטור מכלום. זאת אומרת, גבונה עשיתה, אני לא מבין. שפה רשות משנה. ושפה זה תיצ'ינג הסוואט, שכשזה משנה את האונשיפ, זה רסט. כי מה קרה? זה מועד בעלי שואל, אתה נותן את זה בקר, חצי נזק, זה חוזר לבקר את זה. However, רשה, רשות אינה משנה. But in the Resha, you see the opposite. Your question, which means in the Resha, the case was what? He borrowed it. He thought it was a tam. Correct? Happened to be a mu'ad. So in this case over here, right, since it's in the Reshut of Sho'el, why, why do you have to pay Nezik Shalem? Once it goes into the Sho'el's Reshut, it should reset to become a tam. In the Resha, you talk about Nezik Shalem. You pay half, you pay half. Why? Once it goes to the Shoez, the shoot, we said, even if it was a Mu'ad, it should become a Tam, so the Chaurad, the Resha, and the Sefa are contradictory. Amar Abiyu Hanan, Tabra, you're right. It is a contradiction. Nishi Shanazu, Lo Shanazu. It's two different rabbis. The one that said the Resha did not say the Sefa, two different opinions. Rabba Amar, Medirisha Reshut Ena Mishana, Sefa Namereshut Ena Mishana. No, don't break the Braita. You know what? Just like in the Resha, you tell me Reshut doesn't change, meaning just like when the Shoel gets it, it remains a Mu'ad, so too in the, in the Resha also, changing of ownership does. Oh, so the question is, Sefa Hainu Tama. You know what the reason of the Sefa is? Mishum de'amar le'lav kol keminach demiya'adet le'l'toray. Oh, a new item. The owner can tell the Shoel, you don't have the power to make my shore a mu'ad. Meaning, I gave you a tam. You returned to me a mu'ad. Really, I'll tell you, changing means nothing. Changing does not reset. But in this case, you know why it resets to become chatsi? Because I could tell the Shoel, you have no rights to make my uh, animal. Well, what's the logic in that? He says like this. There's a big reshut, which means, as long as it's in the house of the Shoel, the Shoel will have to pay Nezik Shalem, no question about it. But when he gets it back, it goes back to a tam. Why? Because the Shoel cannot make it a mu'ad. Finish, what's the reason? Because somebody that's not the Baal Ashur is not going to watch it as good as the owner of the Shur himself. Which means the guy could come and listen, if I would have had it, I would have watched it the right way. You, it's not your Shur, what do you care? You turned it into a Mu'ad, you gave it back to me. You have no rights through your negligence to return me back a Mu'ad. Which is normally I'll tell you, the shoot doesn't change the status. But when I lend my animal to somebody, since you don't watch it as good as I watch it, so that you have no right to give it to me back. Good. That's one way of understanding. Gemara says, is another way of understanding. And we'll conclude with this. Rabbapa Amar, Midisefa, Reshut Mishana, Reshana Me Reshut Mishana. Ah, the opposite. Really, I'll tell you, you know why the Sefa pays Hatsinezik? Reset. When the, when the ownership changes, you start again. Therefore, you gave me a Mu'ad, when I return it back to you, Hatsinezik. Oh, so the question is, why then when the owner gave it to the Sho'el as a Mu'ad, it doesn't reset, you told me it's still Nezik Shalem. So I'll tell you, Hiddush. Veresha haynu ta'ama, mishum dekol makom sheholech, shem be'alav alav. Wherever the animal goes, it's called the owner's animal. Now here we have to split hairs. When you give me an animal, you lend me an animal. 
Yeah, he lent me your animal, but it's still your animal. What? So it's not considered a change. change. Uh, so therefore, it's still. But then the question is, why would I give it back? It is considered a change. Okay. So therefore, we have to split the hairs of it. So I told them if Fajim explained like this. Interesting explanation. They say like this, and we'll conclude. If Shalde Ba'ir, when the short is by the borrower, it's like a joint. It's a joint. Yeah, I'm borrowing it, but you still. So since we have a joint, you never left my 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 my, my borrowing. You're still a part of my borrowing. You never left. So that you, which it was yours. Yeah, it was yours, and now I joined you. Therefore, in that case over there, I'm not going to say it was a full change, and therefore I'm going to tell you what. Uh, the case of the Resha uh, is not going to reset. Once my borrowing is over, now I give it back to you, now it's a different position now. Because now I'm removing myself and you're the sole owner. So it changed. That's already changed. When I become a partner, I never left. But once already the Shoel leaves, now already it went from a partnership to a, a soul uh, uh, situation. So therefore he wants to say like this. He says, which means, as long as he was there to make it a Mu'ad, he was there fine. Once he leaves, the Mu'ad leaves with him. Therefore goes back to the show. So they want to split it. In any event, the Gemara answers the Stebraita, that what? The Resha, let's just review this, two ways of learning them. Either I can tell you what, the Braita, the one that said this didn't say that. Therefore, it's uh, two different rabbis. Or I can tell you, no. The reason why in the, uh, the Sefa, in the case of the Sefa, where he gets it as a Mu'ad, and he gives it back and it goes back to Hatzinezik, is because he could tell him, you don't have any rights to make my animal a Mu'ad. Or I can tell you no, the reason why when you give it back it becomes a tab, because it resets. Also, why in the Resha didn't it reset? Because Shem Ba'ali Ma'alav. I never left, I'm a partner with you. Therefore, my name is still on it. Therefore, it's not considered a Shinui. Baruch Amen, Amen.